Thanks for joining me. I'm Nancy, and you're listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Things. I'll be talking to ordinary people, just like you, who share their real-life stories. If you find this helpful, please subscribe, leave a kind review, and share. Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Things. I'm so excited that Jen has agreed to join me. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so happy to be here. So I have gotten to do a yoga experience with you before and then just a few days ago you were at a women's event and you got to do a meditation is that the yeah. word that you use yeah yeah Britt asked me if I would do a little meditation well first I like emailed it to her and was like oh I can record it on a podcast and then she was like no why don't you just come and do it live so it was so powerful and so relaxing and I was like oh my goodness this is great I would love to have you on my podcast for others to see thank you so can you tell us a few things about yourself? My name's Jen. I am a Christian yoga teacher, so I've been teaching yoga for seven years. And when I came to yoga, I had no idea that Christian yoga was a thing, actually. And the reason that I came to yoga is a whole silly story, too. I bought a Groupon and um, <laughs> thought yoga was stupid, and then, but I needed to stretch. And so I went to a class. Shout out to my teacher, Rose Chattel. I went to her class and was like, wait a minute. This is totally different than what I've been to before, and this is something that I love. And it just spoke to me in a way that it hadn't spoke to me before. So then I just took her teacher training, and then I was teaching here in Colorado, and a girl walked into my class, and she had a shirt on that said um, Holy Yoga across her shirt. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what in the world is that? And so I asked her after class what that was. And she said that she was a Christian yoga teacher that taught holy yoga at Crossroads Church. So I started going to her class every Friday. Shout out to Heather Naroy if you're listening. And it just transformed my walk with Christ. And so it's for me where Jesus became real to me was mm -hmm. on my yoga mat. And so I've been on a hot pursuit ever since to just teach people how to be still in his presence so that he can just move from head knowledge to heart knowledge so that their lives can be transformed. Yeah, I think that yoga still has, it kind of has two different things sure. in my mind. It's like, it's very Eastern, and maybe we shouldn't do it, or you are into it. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you are into it, but maybe you're taking like the yoga classes that are more Eastern. I've been to some of those where sure. you're like doing mantras, and you're like, I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm not going to say this. I don't even know what these words are. This is very foreign and yeah. weird, and so... Can you tell us a little bit more about what, what would Christian yoga or holy yoga be then? Sure, yeah. So traditional yoga, definitely, like, they do chanting and all of those kind of things. And when, at the end, the ending pose for every yoga class is always the final rest pose or shavasana. And um, traditional yoga classes just invite you to empty your mind, but Christian yoga classes invite you to fill your mind with Christ. Mm. And so throughout the Christian yoga class, I read scripture over people. There's prayer. Yeah, it's definitely more intentional of filling your mind with Christ instead of emptying your mind to get to a higher consciousness. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and for someone who's listening that's never done yoga or is like, I don't even know if I want to continue listening. This sounds really weird. Would you <laughs> would you give any kind of a reassurance sure. or what, what we're kind of going to be doing? Yeah, so really, it's funny because a lot of people, the word yoga is a triggery word for some people. Mm -hmm. And so really what I do is just biblical meditation and movement. And so 
yes, there's yoga poses that we do, but it's more just moving your body. And there's so much science to the fact that moving your body helps with so many different things, your mental health, your physical health, all of those things. Nobody owns movement. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? Like, I think a lot of people get freaked out about yoga. Like, okay. I can't do that because I can't. And it's like, no, actually, God designed your body to move. Mm -hmm. And so when you move and you breathe with the breath that he's given you, right. you're actually worshiping. Yeah, I would say just give it a chance and see how see how different it feels when you actually sit and just be still with the Lord because that's for me where he is very near is when I'm very still and quiet so and that's so hard for us right? like, <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah wow. we're definitely in a world where that is not encouraged right like we're on the go all the time and so carving out even like 10 minutes to just sit and breathe with the Lord or an hour to move your body and breathe. All of those things is just so important. And so for me, it's all soul care, right? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it comes down to how do I rest, rest my body in Jesus. So today we're not going to really be doing yoga. But no. Not the movement part of it, but more of the... Just the meditation. Yeah, okay. scriptural meditation. It's a practice called Lectio Divina, which is a very old practice, a very ancient practice. It means divine reading. And so I'm just going to read scripture three different times and let you meditate on what that means for you and let um, you just create space to commune with your creator. Wonderful. And yeah. it'll be about... I don't know, like five minutes, maybe oh, not that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh. not long. Oh my goodness, um, everybody. So, yeah, Jen's gonna kind of take over. Okay, <laughs> I will take over. So, I'm gonna turn on some music. I like to have some little background music in the back and just kind of some quiet instrumental music. So, wherever you are, if you're seated in a chair, I just invite you to root your feet firmly on the ground. Maybe you're walking as you're listening to this. And if so, I just invite you to notice your feet as they hit the ground. Wherever you are, I just want you to take a deep breath in through the nose and let it out through the mouth. In through the nose and out through the mouth. One more time, in through the nose. And let it out through the mouth. In through the nose. Seal the lips and exhale through the nose. And then just begin to breathe in and out through the nose with your own rhythm of breath. This practice is one of curiosity, so I just invite you to begin to notice what your breath is like. Can you feel the quality of your breath? Can you feel the pace of your breath? Maybe even the temperature of your breath. As you breathe in, is it high up in your chest? Or can you begin to let your breath come all the way down to the bottom of your belly, letting your ribs expand, let your belly expand? And then as you breathe out, imagine you're emptying a balloon, releasing that stale air that no longer serves you, making way for fresh, life-giving oxygen. 
Just let each breath become a little more expansive than the last. And as you're here, I just invite you to begin to notice how your body is feeling. Nobody knows what it feels like to be in your body, except for you. So take a moment and just ask your body, how are you feeling today? And then let your breath move to those spaces that might need a little more love today. And we're gonna tie in our breath prayer this practice of breath prayer is the intentional linking of our breath with a word or a short phrase. And breathing is something that comes naturally. It's automatic, continuous, and involuntary. And when we let our inhales and our exhales represent an intentionally chosen prayer, we begin to live out Paul's instructions in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 to pray without ceasing. It's my hope that this practice of breath prayer doesn't stop here, that it's something that you carry with you wherever you go. Maybe it's when you're in your car or your workplace, wherever your next stressful situation is, I just invite you to come back to this practice of breath prayer. So in the quiet of your heart on your next inhale, whisper, you are, and as you exhale, the fullness I crave. Inhale, you are. And exhale, the fullness I crave. Take a moment to just breathe and pray it out with your own rhythm of breath. Inhale, you are. And exhale, the fullness I crave. Now return to a comfortable depth and rhythm of breath and just listen. I was raised in a Christian family. My grandfather was a pastor, so I was told for as long as I can remember that Christ died for my sins. In my head, I knew how to supply the right answer, that Jesus was my savior. But I never had the heart knowledge to understand what that truly meant until recently. Once I experienced the revelation of what that actually means and understood the depth of his love for me, my life changed. And that's why I'm here with you today, to come alongside you in your journey to understanding Christ's love for you. Friends, when we can begin to make this connection from our head to our hearts, a shift begins to happen. It's something we feel to the very core of our being, and it's what God designed us to grave, a loving, intimate relationship with him. So today I just ask you, where are you in your journey? Is Christ's love something that lives in your head knowledge, or can you feel it to the very core of your being? I'm going to read scripture over you a couple times throughout our time together. This first time that I read it, just let the words wash over you and through you. 
Don't try to analyze them or apply them. Just soak in these words. These are the words of the Apostle Paul, and this is his prayer to the Ephesians so long ago. And friends, this prayer applies to you and me today. Ephesians 3, 14 through 19 says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. You see that even though my head knew that Christ died for my sins, my heart never knew who I was. I was lost. I was on a relentless journey of self-discovery and determined to be different. I was determined to prove that I was enough. I would try to prove my enoughness by working really hard, by being skinny, by running farther, by having the husband, the kids, the good paying job, and the white picket fence. But friends, let me tell you that working to prove my enoughness was exhausting, and it always left me feeling empty. One day in a quiet moment of meditation, God whispered to me, let my love be the fullness you crave. I immediately jumped out of bed and wrote this on my bathroom mirror. Could this be it? Could this be what I have been searching for for so long? Once I accepted whose I was and realized the fullness I craved was a relationship with him, my life changed. No longer am I bound by the chains of working to prove my enoughness. I am content to just be with him, to get to know him as my father and my best friend to see myself as he sees me. And friends, this is his invitation to you too. He designed you to crave. He designed you to crave him, the bread of life, the living water. As I read God's word over you again, this time I want you to listen for a word or phrase that stands out to you. In the pause after, let that word or phrase land and take up space. Let the Holy Spirit breathe on it, and in the pause after, reflect and ask yourself, how then will I live in light of God's truth? Ephesians 3, 14 through 19 says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, 
may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. So Father God, I just want to pray for each and every person that's listening right now. Lord, I pray that they can understand whose they are and who you are and that you are inviting them to a relationship with you. That the longing that they feel on the inside is just to be seen and known and loved by you. So God, thank you for this unique way of spending time with you. This time of quieting our hearts, our minds, and our souls so that we can hear directly what it is you're trying to say to us. God, I pray that each listener is filled to the fullness of your love. It's in your name I pray. Amen. That was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And you shared so much about yourself, too. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I, it's been a very healing process for me, too, this whole process of biblical meditation, because as I've come to know who I am and whose I am, my heart is to help other people know that for themselves, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that this is just going to be something that I will want to listen to over and over again, and mm. I hope that others will, too. It was just very peaceful for oh, me. Good, I'm so glad. And the word that I came to mind was wide, and I kind of oh. kept wanting to change it. Like that's not a good word, but <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but see, this is where I love where movement comes into mm. that, right? Like, how do you embody that word wide? What does it feel like in your body mm. to spread your arms open oh. wide and just receive the love oh. of God, right? Oh. So when you think about the word embody, it's like. The Shema prayer, right, mm -hmm. is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we are an integrated being. And mm -hmm. so if we neglect our bodies that God created, our breath that God gave us, we're missing a piece of the embodiment. And so for me, it's all about how do I embody my faith from head to heart, right? Mm -hmm. And then what does it feel like to just open my arms wide and oh. experience the love of Christ? Oh, I love that. Yeah, because I feel like sometimes it's like, okay, I have to come up with the right word. What's the right word? Mm -hmm. And and then we're not really getting the word that God wanted us for that day. And so thank you for kind of bringing that like, oh, okay, maybe that's why. Yeah. He and then what wide. does that feel like in your body, yeah. right? What does it feel like to... Like, what does the word wide feel like? Where do you feel that? And just to give yourself permission to explore and be curious, right? That's so good. Yeah. So I'm going to chapter this, everybody, so that you can come back to right where Jen started it. And you can do it again. And maybe it's something that, like, for me, you're like, oh, I just loved it right away. And my kids are actually here with us today. And I asked them to do it as well. And they're a little reluctant, said, oh, that sounds boring or whatever. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe it's okay to feel that way, but just press into it and just keep trying and, and see what God's going to show you 
through learning something different. Totally. I listened to a meditation, not a meditation, a podcast on the way over here actually about the lost art of biblical meditation. And the speaker was talking about how like this is a lifelong practice. Mm-hmm. And so like, okay, let's say we want to run a 5K, right? Like we're not going to just get up and run five or three miles, right? Like we have to practice. Mm-hmm. And being still is actually a practice. It's and so, so <laughs> give yourself so permission hard. to be like, wow. And every day is different, right? So someday you wake up and you're like, yeah, I got this. And then the next day you're like, oh my gosh, I can't sit still for five seconds. And so, okay, that's what it is. Right. Give yourself those five seconds. Very good. Right? So yeah, I'll chapter it so that we can, you can just go and listen to that part over and over again. And I always love to end with, what are you grateful for and your favorite Bible verse or story? And I know that's yeah. like a, how do I pick? Right? <laughs> I asked you, like, how do I pick just one story? <laughs> so what I'm grateful for right now the most, I would say, is, there, again, there's so many things to be grateful for. But definitely my family, my husband, my kids. I have a grandson whom I just love. Um, so, yeah, just my family and being able to just get closer and closer to them. My husband and I are going to be celebrating 17 years of marriage next month. So. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, it hasn't always been easy, but here we are, and we yes. made it. So um, that's definitely what I'm grateful for. And then my favorite Bible story, I would say, oh, if I have to pick just one, I'm going to say um, Exodus 3, when God calls Moses, and he says, Moses, Moses, and Moses says, here I am. Mm-hmm. I just hope that whenever... God calls me that my first response is here I am, right? Shout out to Chris Bullard who did a sermon series, or not a sermon series, just a sermon on the Hebrew word hanene for here I am. And he said in that sermon, and I'll never forget it, he said, when we say here I am to God, God says, here I am, and I'm the great I am. Mm. And I just, I love that. That's just such a beautiful picture of God. That is. I'll see if I can find that and link it in our show notes. And with our show notes, I am going to have Jen's information. If you are just blown away by this and you want to get in touch with her for yoga or maybe you want her to come and do something at a women's conference or anything like that, I want you to be able to get in touch with her because I think what she does is amazing. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being on. Thank you for showing us I just feel there's so many different things about our faith that we can dive into and Mm -hmm. learn. And um, this is just one that I think we don't hear a lot about. And so I'm excited to maybe either introduce it to some of our listeners or reintroduce it. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's definitely my heart's passion. So thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in. God gave me a calling to share people's stories, and I've been doing that for over 16 years with my business, Generations to Generations. Ordinary People, Extraordinary Things is a continuation of telling stories. All of us have a story, and it's imperative that we share it with others. I know you have a story to share on how God has showed up in the mountains and valleys of your life. To do that, visit me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or email me at ordinarypeoplestories at gmail.com, and I'll see you on the next podcast.